Hello everybody and welcome and this is the Midnight McBride show, show number 45 and I've called this show Are You Gonna Go My Way, which is a play on words with the Jimi Hendrix song and it's because we're talking to Wesley Dyson, good friend of mine, who's done a couple of shows with me now and the last one was pre-Ayahuasca because he was suffering from PTSD and he decided that this was something he wanted to do. So, Wesley Dyson, hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm I'm good, thank you. Feeling a bit rough this morning, if I'm being honest. Ditto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know, we had a few pints last night, and um, yeah, I don't know. A little bit rough. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit rough. So there we go. Yeah. Also, I'd like to thank you for coming into the studio today, hanging up your coat and ripping the wall off <laughs> my uh, coat hooks. Oh, mm. I can't touch anything. It's like, don't put me any... Anywhere near your cameras or anything like no, that. Just no, sit no, over no, here, no. out of the way. So, Wes, we're going to do this show, and we're going to talk... Since we last did a show, which is four months ago, I think it heard. Yeah. We filmed it just over that, but... Ayahuasca. Now, we talk openly about that on this show, and we explain it's not a recreational drug. It is illegal, so, you know, if you choose to do it, it's a personal choice, and quite often you have to go away to do it. You know, you yeah, can't do it here. For it, yeah. yeah. Because in other countries, other places, it's not illegal. A lot of people take it. It helps with depression, addiction, and PTSD as well. Yeah. So since we last did the show, you've done ayahuasca. And I thought the way we'd structure this show is we'd start off and say about the build-up to it. Yeah. And then possibly about the experience. And then how you're doing now. Right, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now... A little bit about your history. Obviously, you've done two shows, so we'll keep that brief. But tell us, you know, your ex-armed forces. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your background. Um, I was in the army for a long time, different tours, um, Iraq, Northern Ireland, places like that, um, Kosovo. And yeah, on leaving the army, I found it difficult. Um, I went and did the conventional therapy thing. I went down the therapy route. I got. Um, antidepressants and so on and so forth and nothing was really working and for a long time I, w- I was struggling I was hiding things keeping things from people yeah but I, I was suffering so yeah it was um, yeah I, I, I couldn't open up I couldn't talk to people I just felt alone and cut off yeah and um, you had sort of about a year ago you had yeah. a, a breakdown yeah I did yeah I'm an expert in those now I've had two <laughs> and I say often that it's it's part, for some people, for a lot of people, it's a necessary part of the spiritual process. It's an awakening. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you try and put things back together, build stuff on top of things when this isn't right, then it doesn't work. You know, sometimes you have to dismantle everything and start again, yeah. you know, and your, your ego and your personality and your social circles and the food you eat and the th- everything mm. start yeah. again, you know. Then after the breakdown, you went on a, bit of a spiritual journey which you're, you're on now yeah and you know burn incest you I have do. palo santo sage a bird's wing yeah your shell <laughs> you me have a long show yeah. yeah you burn candles you're listening to chill out music you play a guitar and you're writing more than ever although you've done it for a long time poetry as well yeah yeah so maybe tell us a little bit about your poetry as well because you're prolific in poetry i'm going to get you to read a piece in a minute and 
you know, you've looked at putting these together, compiling them, which you're in the process of doing, to put into a book as well, haven't you? And I, I put you in touch with a publisher. Yes, you are. Yeah, because um, yeah, when, I, when I was cut off and I couldn't talk to people, I just used to write everything down. And I kept the, the, the books, as you can see, I'd, I'd, I'd just scribble. We've got to get you a laptop, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> it will come in handy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't... I, I didn't want to worry people with what was going on with me. I didn't want to be a burden to anybody else. So I used to shut off and the only way I could express myself was, was, was writing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, last, last Christmas was a, a turning point where <clears throat> I'd still get a bit choked up because like you say, it becomes too much. And it doesn't matter how big you are, strong you are, or you've got this massive ego and this massive exterior. It's, yeah, that was a massive breaking point. I think, I think when you go down this road and you sort of open the doors and let yourself feel, mm -hmm. you then become vulnerable as well. And you can't just have part of it. When the doors are open, you're going to feel happy, you're going to feel sad, you're going to feel strong, you're going to feel scared. And were is irrelevant, but the fact is you said that, you know, for the first time in your life recently, you felt you were scared, you know, and you let yourself feel that. And that's completely natural. Everybody gets scared. But yeah. I think with your conditioning, you know, the armed forces, that you just didn't let those feelings or shut them out. I don't think I had time to process them feelings at all I mean going back to back to different different tours and different operational tours you were always in that state of fight or flight it was you, you was just one state and that that was yeah. it and and then after Christmas it was like I say after this awakening I've, I've had all these new emotions that I'd never felt before it's like yeah. even going back to past relationships it's like it's like i said i'm in a new relationship now and i feel things differently than i ever done mm -hmm. before and when you try to tell people like it's like I'm, I'm 43 and i'm i'm feeling things for the first time it's it's really really strange yeah. the yeah. from an outsider being your friend and seeing the changes you are growing exponentially and you're in a better place than you've ever been mm -hmm. and once you made those decisions made some good choices Magic starts to happen. The universe corresponds to the nature of your song. You experience synchronicity and alignment. And your life just started to take shape. And then you met a new tribe and a new spiritual oh, community. I, I can't tell you the people that have that come into my life, over this, even over this last few months, is, it's been amazing. Met some amazing people, been out on some amazing days, obviously. But everything that's going on, I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> but yeah. we, we're going out into the nature... Talking with them, meeting up with them, it's oh, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah, and I, you seem to me as well. Well, I know you well enough. You definitely are a lot happier. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happier, and this might sound really strange. More at peace with myself. I still have my moments, but I'm more. I react to things differently now than I would have done in the past. Yeah, yeah. And because you let the rest of the feelings out like a pressure cooker. The anger dissipates slowly, you know, and you learn to sort of control yourself a little bit better, manage yourself better, maybe, you know, yeah. not have the outburst like I used to have and you had, you yeah. know. You've also got this lady, 
good friend of mine and <laughs> yours and Willow's, Janet. Now, yeah. Janet's a very special lady and yeah. she's a healer, does some shamanic practices. She also has a wand and the crystals and everything yeah. else. And what a change, what a complete change in your life but yeah. she brings sunshine everywhere she goes yeah she does i mean we did a we did a nature day not so long ago just just before um the ayahuasca and oh what a day it was absolutely awesome went out into the nature water blessings the intentions and just basically going to the trees blowing the clouds away we woke up in the morning and it was raining and she does this thing where she'll Talk to the clouds, yeah. but blown away. And, and honestly, it was, what a fantastic day it was. I made a joke earlier saying that, you know, somebody ran me up and said, have you seen Wesley? Because we think his house has got hippie squatters <laughs> in it. <now." laughs> if, if some of my if some of my friends from, from like a couple of years ago came to my house tomorrow, they'd be like, Wes, you've changed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, for the better. So we'll move on to Ayahuasca now. We just need to make it clear to everybody that it's a personal choice. We're not advising anybody to do it. It's a personal choice. Some people choose to do it, some don't. Most people that do it are desperate. I was when I did it, you know. Yeah. So pre-ayahuasca, before you actually went to do an ayahuasca ceremony, you'd read about it and researched it. Yeah, yeah. I did for, for a long time, for nearly six, seven months. I watched other people's testimonies on it. I watched videos on it. Um, I learned about shamans and facilitators where it was practice places that you had to go to practice it because it is not like, like you said it is illegal in this country you've got to travel to go and do it yeah and um i, I found someone stuck up a really close relationship and yeah. i think that's quite important isn't it whoever if you, the trust element and getting oh, to know yeah. the person or the shaman prior to doing a ceremony so yeah. you're comfortable and you feel safe Oh yeah, I, I can't stress enough how much he—he's—he's he's been a massive influence, played a, a major part, and I, I still work with him now. I, I, I still ring him now, and and because people think that when you do ayahuasca, that's it—you do the ceremony, that's it. It's yeah. no, you've you've got to continue to work with the medicine when you go into the ceremony. When you're doing it, are you scared? Are you nervous? There was trepidation before and there was I mean I, 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 I sat with Janet and said like I'm nervous it's 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 the unknown isn't it it's yeah, like all you yeah. can do all you can do is read other people's testimonies and, yeah. and watch so many videos but actually doing it yourself yeah there's 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 nervousness there yeah definitely. I think when you're doing an ayahuasca ceremony as you approach it you know why you're going there you know you're gonna have to deal with your shit you know you you're going to have to go in there and all the stuff that you've been suppressing is going to come to the surface. You're going to have to deal with that. It can be quite daunting at first. You know. Yeah, because the ceremony normally takes place where you're surrounded by other people. Do you know what I mean? Either be, be strangers or people that you know. And like you say, you're going to go in there and you, you can be facing your darkest fears and it's being exposed to that in front of people or being in front of strangers. It's like how will you react to the medicine? So there's always that yeah. element there as well. So with the ceremony, uh, I know the process, you drink the medicine, yeah. and quite often they're chanting Icarus, things like this, mm -hmm. shamanic chanting and songs, and then the journey begins. And part of that is the purge. 
where yes. you sat with a bucket mm. with, you know, 10, 12 other people, however, and you start vomiting violently. And that happens <laughs> for yeah. nearly everybody. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Well, during the course of the, the ceremony itself, um, you don't know what to expect. Like I said, there's, there's that nervousness. People go up and they have their turn at taking the brew. Yeah. Which... Um, bar's which, open. Yeah, bar, <laughs> the, the bar is open. So, yeah, beforehand, um, we had um, like a sharing circle with, with a talking stick and the shaman asked why each one of us was there so to share our intentions. As to, yeah. And, and mine was to... Um, confront some past trauma, and I have I had uh, this inability. I found it very hard to trust people, mm-hmm. and I I asked the medicine beforehand. That was that was what I was searching for. That's what I was looking for. Um, so yeah, we did her intentions. I went up and had me uh, had my first brew. Went and lay down and tried to process what was happening in the room. It's like some nervous giggles and yeah. everything else. And then, yeah, it starts gradually and then and you sort goes of from there. 45 minutes, an hour later, then you start feeling the medicine taking hold. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You mm. do. So talk about in that journey then. I know it's very difficult to describe what happens. You know, it's an experiential thing. To put it into words is very difficult. Yeah. Quite often there's a dark part and a light part, you know, as you go through that journey. So yeah. talk us through it a little bit. Um, well, when I had the brew, I went and lay down, like I said, and I found the light part first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I wrote something down and I, I always had um, a problem spelling ayahuasca. Yeah. Uh, Aya Huasca. I couldn't spell it. I, I <laughs> I have to, if there's a word I can't spell, I have to sort of process it in my head and yeah. say it sort of phonetically how it sounds because it's a it's not a normal word, is it? You know. So. No, it is not. And uh, yeah, so I made the acronym for Ayahuasca, which was a yearning about human understanding and spiritual consciousness awakening. So I'd always remember how to, to spell, spell it. it. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um, but no, going back to, yeah, once I'd had the, the, the first brew, I went and lay down. And I thought, well, I didn't think. I think, And I think that's one of the key parts. You just have to go with it. Let go, yeah. Yeah, it's don't think, there's you, no thought. It's, you have yeah. to. That's resistance, trying to analyse what's happening and thinking and thinking, I want to do this, I don't want to do that. And you've just got to let go and... That's terrifying, isn't it? Because you think, I do not know what's going to happen here. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, so I, I wrote this down and this was the only way I could not make sense of what was going on because this is, obviously I wrote this down afterwards. This is how I felt at that present moment. So it was like a true self-reflection discovery, a journey into your deep subconscious to go within oneself and challenge yourself to surrender your ego and exterior and be given a life lesson by Mother Nature's mother, the grandmother, because ayahuasca is known as the the grandmother. So alone you will laugh, you will cry, you will release yourself to her and you will connect, acknowledge, reflect and process what she will show you. You will understand what is not meant to be understood. She can embrace the different ages of you 
as she watched you grow like one of her flowers in the garden of life. Be prepared to accept your insignificance and be shown how significant you are. To be told that all the concepts and ideals you hold are irrelevant, yet relevant enough to make the person you are. She will show you your weaknesses and expose your vulnerability. She will show you that you cannot carry the burden of everyone else, even your loved ones. In order to help those, you have to be free from burden yourself. To trust, to surrender your innermost thoughts and fears, as thoughts are a construct of an egotistical mind. She will show you her warmth. She will first embrace you. She will guide you through an arcade of colours and patterns and symbols that captivate you in a sense of wonder and amazement. Just like my grandmother, I could feel at peace. With the soft, gentle notes of music from the Amazon, it felt magical. I had to emphasise that word, magical. Only then you know you are ready to take her by the hand and start your journey. You are you, but you are not you. You are the observer of your own life. You are the witness, the confessor, the student and the person in awe of what she is capable of. And she shows you things you have even forgotten about. You have to let go and let her teach you. You cannot resist or fight or fail to acknowledge what she is teaching you. As being examined myself, I was always wanting to protect others, knowing that the only person I needed protecting from was myself. I know my weakness was trust, and I felt I always had to check that I was good enough for someone to love me because I was broken, because I didn't love myself. It is so lonely not being able to trust because of past issues or trauma. And when you want to do the work and change, you have to be prepared to be faced with your darkest fears. Your grandmother will put you there. She will watch you get ready to react how you would normally react. And then she will stop you in that very moment and make you watch. So you just have to trust. Yeah. You're a beautiful man, Leslie Dyson. Uh, thank That's you. beautiful. So was that written before or after the ceremony? Part before. Because like I said, the nervousness was there, yeah, the trepidation yeah. was there. And then afterwards, after that experience... It was, because I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it in, in, at one point because one one person knows this already. During the ceremony, I was faced with that fear. Um, well, I was faced with a couple of fears and at one time during the ceremony. In my head, it was a, a trust issue for me. I could see it. Yeah. And I even, I started putting on, my, my, my body warmer. I was getting. I was getting ready. There was something that I saw that I didn't like, and it was. I was reacting. I would have. I would have reacted in the past. I was like, "Let's have it." Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, this, the the grandmother was like, "Stop. It's okay. Just watch. Mm-hmm. Just trust." And then it that 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 moment unfolded very differently and it was like see all you had to do is just wait don't react don't fight mm. just and it is it's and then you realize that what you've been doing in the past was wrong and maybe unnecessary but yeah but it's partly it's relevant because you wouldn't have been doing what you're doing then if you hadn't done that exactly it's a crazy world isn't it it know? is within the ceremony i know the shaman will be maybe dancing around. He's chanting Icarus. There's usually a helper yeah. playing different instruments and things. Tell us about that, you know. Um, did they bring out the big guns, the guns? You've got to make me go into detail, aren't you? Um, yeah, they brought out the gongs and the tuning forks and, yeah, the shaman. Uh, I can only initial her as Kay. She was a young woman, but absolutely great. She was, she was walking around 
doing the part and looking after everybody. It was, yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. Did you have an issue with getting across the floor at some point? Oh, <laughs> oh my word. Um, I say this because obviously I know about what went on. And um, <laughs> tell us about that, your journey across the floor. The room itself was not even 14 feet, I don't think, 14, 14 to 16 foot. And um, I'm sure Janet won't mind, but yeah, Janet was there. Yeah. And like I said, the protective side of me at one point was in my mind during my journey, I, I looked across and saw that um, for the woman that I love, I thought she was in trouble. I thought she was purging and, and struggling. And I thought I need to get a, a, across this room. How, how long did it take you? <laughs> it took me uh, a good hour <laughs> to get. Yeah, I mean. Were yeah, you stood I, up, Wes, or were you on your. I was, I, I was on my knees. <laughs> I was gripping hold of the carpet. <laughs> Um, and at one point, I believe I was actually um, thumping the carpet. <laughs> but no, it's like like you say when the the, the big the big guns came, out, the big gongs. It was I don't know. At that point, it was like something was holding me back. At the same time, it was like I was fighting to get across that room, and it, I was like say so you you can't fight it when you're on the medicine you can't but it was if you fight it she will push you back yeah. and the more you fight it's that journey i would liken it to climbing everest <laughs> <laughs> no going up it on a bike with square wheels <laughs> it's more like it uh, so wesley um i'm just going to say one thing to you yeah. oh don't please <laughs> One of the participants was making animal noises, is that right? She was. Um, I've got to say, I mean, I was fortunate enough on this um, ceremony. Um, I was surrounded by people. That love in, you. In my life, yeah, mm. that, that I love too, is, and, and, and very close to them. Like yourself, I've formed some relationships this year that... I, I can't begin to express how I feel about these people. Mm -hmm. And like you said, one of the participants, yes, started making uh, animal noises, <laughs> bird noises. I actually thought it was part of the music <laughs> that was being played. And, and when I looked across, I was like, that's not music. <laughs> that's Jay. <laughs> did <laughs> I, I did she recall a, making the noises? Uh, a, a no, I don't think no. she actually did. I mean, if one thing to be said, though, on after the ceremony, obviously, the day after, and we were talking about the experience, um, and I'd like for it to say I, I know her quite well, and she, she's absolutely love her, lovely, and some of the noises that she was making was, I took it as, because she is a mother, it's like, very protective of the children, do you know what I mean? And that's what I took from it. It was like, like a mother bear looking after her cubs. It was like, yeah. you do not... Were the bear noises them. as well? There were bear noises, <laughs> there was bird noises, bear noises. But, uh, yeah, and there was, was somebody uh, cycling a bike lay on the back, is that right as well? Yeah, <laughs> I actually think it was the same. Was. <laughs> no, but... Um, well, 
basically, when you're in that room and you're surrounded by the people that you love and you go into that room, and we discussed it earlier, was you're going in there facing your darkest fears and also it's quite comforting as well that you, you can share that experience with people that, that you love because, you know, there, there's it is, it's comforting. It, who knows what's going to happen? Nobody, like, there is... A, a, a good few people who never done like myself never done the medicine before you don't know what to expect so yeah you, you you're showing them people your vulnerability because yep. anything can come up anything the, the sign of a real man somebody that's really strong is somebody who isn't afraid to feel and that means being vulnerable yeah suppress that shit that's that's not strong that's that's weak no you know you've got to let it out no it, it's like i said like after the awakening at christmas i i i never asked for help I, I never. My biggest <laughs> lesson. The yeah. first time I had ayahuasca, I was screaming, help, help. And they went, you're right. I went, yeah, but yeah. I need help. Yeah. And I, I learned that everybody needs help. And I would I would not ask for help. I wouldn't yeah. let anybody in. And I realised you can't do yeah. it on your own. Yeah, because like during my fight across the 14-foot floor, mm -hmm. it took me an hour. Yeah. One of the other participants like came across and said, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. I won't tell you how long it took this me. This is my mountain, you know. <laughs> I won't tell you how long it took me to walk upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so then the ceremony's closing. Yeah. And there's more chanting and they, they introduce more music then as it's coming in. Yeah. Everybody sits up, starts stinging together. And it's usually that's when, as these so the medicine wears off a bit, Y'all connect. It's just beautiful. There was there was one song, um, and I'm gonna get sold off now. I am I am the light of my soul. Yeah. Uh, what uh, I mean, we all started singing. I am, I, am I am bountiful. I am beautiful. I am bliss. I am. I am. All, we all started singing it. it I, was, am I am the light, light of my soul. soul. I am bountiful. bountiful. I am beautiful, I am blessed, I am, I am. And that went on for a good hour, at least. It, mm. it was, like I said, on that last piece of writing that I, I read out, it was magical. It was absolutely, and you can feel. And I know people look back on, like, remember when Darius on X Factor said, can you feel the love in the room? It, it You could actually feel it, and it was so warm embracing it was it was yeah. amazing so then you after the ceremony you sleep for a while and then everybody sort of joins you you're talking again then and you have yeah. sort of integration where you you share your experience to a point yeah but what the term would use here is a process of change and it took me weeks after the first ceremony I did, before I could even start to understand everything that happened, the, the phrase you'll commonly hear with ayahuasca is it's 10 years of therapy in one night. Yeah. And there's so much goes on, it takes you a while to figure it all out. But yeah, tell us about how you feel after. Afterwards, like you said, the, the, the sharing circle later on, everyone says how they feel and what they felt. And they, they felt a, a change during the medicine straight away. But as the, the shaman said, that the grandmother will continue to work with you. If, if you abstain from certain things, the grandmother can 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 last a while, and you can work with the medicine yeah. for, for for a good while. After. Spicy food, salt, and sex. No sex, no salt. Basically, no white 
substitutes. Yeah, sugar, flour, rice, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah starchy food. So you abstain from them and, yeah, continue to work with the medicine. Now, I spoke to the shaman a few days after. He rang me up and asked how I was. And, and I, some of the, the past feelings that I felt, and this might sound quite strange, they felt like they were coming back tenfold, like I was being tested and you're thinking uh, this hasn't worked or yeah, what initially exactly yeah. uh, and, and i'm like what what's the point why have i done this why have i put all this done the research i've done this i've got to stress that like you said earlier it is not recreational do not go and do ayahuasca thinking that you are going to drink the medicine you're going to be like it's a miracle cure yeah it's not it, you will work with it after yeah. and, and maybe show you put you on the right path of what you need to do because there's a lot of work involved because you've yeah. got to sort yourself out really the ayahuasca just guides you yeah. and i think when stuff comes to the surface after that's actually really healthy all the stuff that's buried starts to come but it doesn't all come yeah. at once but it does come to the surface because you've got to deal with well, it I, I spoke to a friend the other night um who's done ayahuasca himself and he's done a number of ceremonies and we were on phone for a good hour and a half nearly two hours and he said, well, you've got to think about it. It's like you're reprogramming yourself. You are rebuilding yourself. All them past traumas you're putting away. So it's like you're, learn you're learning. Now you're evolving into somebody new. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I, when I spoke to the shaman and I said, why, why does this feel now that I'm, I'm, I'm still feeling the same stuff, but it's coming back tenfold. And, and he went, no, it's ayahuasca's shown, you know, what, your yeah. fears are right now you have to work with the medicines it's how you will react to that situation just like it did during the ceremony would i react to something now the same way and it's like no wait just watch mm -hmm. trust just mm -hmm. trust you also told me a story was on your way home as soon as you come out of the ceremony you you on your travels again yeah and one of the first things you see is a great big fat rainbow Oh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I travelled and, and we know we've talked about rainbows before. It's, it's magical. Yeah, for it me, was... it's nature's sign. It's showing you the, the beauty and saying that you're on the right path. I always say whenever you see a rainbow, you've got to be stood in the right, right place. place. Yeah. The light will refract through the water droplets and if you stood 100 feet over there you don't necessarily see it so that rainbow is just for you it is and and we all saw it we all saw it i mean like i said the participants of of the ceremony um on our travels and we just went look at that and and it's like like we said earlier we had, we had some beers last night and we had and we were talking about change mm. and it was like one of the first rainbows that was mentioned in the Bible after the Great Floods, it was change. Yeah. It was, mm. so I always associate a I see it. with change. Yeah, I see it as when you've made a pivotal decision in your life, when you change direction, rainbow, yeah, right path. And you're like, oh, thanks. I, I, you know, I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the weekend itself, like I said, on, on the, the, on, the, the the day before the ceremony, we, we just went out to into nature, and I I can't emphasise that enough either. That if you're gonna go and do a ceremony, you need to go back to the beginning. You need to to connect 
with nature as well. Mm. Uh, people can look at me, like I said, my old friends can look at me now and go, well, as you've changed, it's like, I love getting outside now. Yeah, I yeah. never appreciated yeah. the beauty of it before and and now I do. Maybe yeah. It's like you said, I can get to 43. I've been out for walks before and I'm like, hmm. oh, I'm just walking. But now I just, you appreciate things more. And if, once you slow down and take that time out. So, I think, uh, if you, exactly, if you slow down and then you're fully present and you're experiencing bliss, so you're happy, mm. you see beauty in everybody you yeah. meet everywhere you go yeah. and if you because of current circumstances a lot of people experiencing anxiety mood swings stress depression yeah. the best advice i can ever give to anybody is turn the television off put your phone down oh. get outside and go in nature and trust me you look around and everything starts to feel okay yeah it's like when i'm at work i mean or, or about my daily travels it, you'll see people looking at the phones, looking at the tablets, completely plugged in. And it's like you're missing everything that's going on around you. It's like take a, a back step and, and go back, go back to go back to your roots, go back to the nature. Yeah. It's it's like and connect there. It's it's not just about this race for technological advancement. It's all good being, do you know what I mean? But it's like tech. Take some time out. Yeah. I write in the book about, I used to use this analogy a lot. If you're on the road to Blackpool, Mm. or you're heading to Blackpool, but you're on the wrong road, you won't see any signs for Blackpool. If you're driving down that road, but you're going too fast, you won't see the signs for Blackpool. But if you slow down and you're on the right road and you're heading to Blackpool, you'll see signs for Blackpool all the way. Mm. Those are your synchronicities. I don't really call them coincidence anymore. They're, I don't believe there are no coincidences. Exactly. But when you're on the right path, you're making good decisions and you're, you've got a, a goal, a, somewhere you want to head, and you're, you're heading in that direction, and you, then synchronicity and alignment is everywhere. Yeah. You know, you will see rainbows. You will see a robin that will come and sing to you in a tree yeah. for five minutes. You'll meet somebody you haven't seen for 20 years that's changed just like you. That yeah. you, you, know, you thought you were the only one. All yeah. of these things will just start to happen. And I've experienced it this week, some amazing synchronicity where I've thought about something and minutes later I've had a chat with somebody and that exact thing happened and manifested right in front of me. And I was like... Yeah. Wow, and every now and again, it's like a bolt of lightning. You know, I forgot how powerful this can be. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Wes, I was thinking you could read us another piece of poetry that we talked about. Well, I wrote this, started to write it before ayahuasca because of, of what I wanted. And then I, I finished it a, a few days after ayahuasca. And I call it The Journey. A journey with no destination, an awakening without any sleep. Can you live without the material things? Can you be the student, be humble and meek? I suffered at the hands of my ego, and I was too scared of what people said. All that negativity consumed me, and that was all that was filling my head. Always worried what others thought of me, and too embarrassed to talk and open up. So I chose to walk a new path, and drink knowledge from a different cup. Make the time you have yours and take the path into the unknown. You can make this world yours. You can make this world your own. Beautiful, beautiful. See, that is a really profound, polished piece of work. That is nice. And you knock it up like it's nothing. I'm 
fortunate to that once I get a, something in my head or like I say, I can sit there some nights now and I will switch the TV off. I'll yeah. I'll light the candles and I'll think about people that, that are in my life and that I care about and and yeah, it, I'm, yeah, it comes quite easily. Once once I've got that pen in my hand, I'm finding it a lot yeah. easier to write now than... than do you sometimes maybe go upstairs and put your dress on for inspiration? I knew you were going to look. <laughs> Every single yeah. show. Right, I'm just going to say one thing. Right, on, on this ceremony, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, all the dresses have gone now, you know. Oh, they're in my wardrobe now, aren't they? Yeah. But they don't fit. Wes, tell us now, so you've done this ceremony, time's passed. How are you feeling? How things have changed? Do you feel different? And what's you know where do you go from here? Because you you're on this spiritual journey. You're you're motoring down it. it can take people um, ten years to change, like you have, in the matter of twelve months. Well, I said in in one of the previous shows. I think I said it in, in our very first show with Darren. By the way, Darren, this is show hey, three. I had get him yeah, in somewhere, yeah. didn't I? Um, What's his nickname again, Wes? She, um, Spinach Burger. Spinach Burger, yeah, uh, Darren. All right, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I said on the very first show, um, way back when, right, show number one, we're on 45 now, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I said, look, I was in a really, really bad place and people can go, yeah, people have had trauma in their life, people have done this, that and other. And I was I was in a very, very dark, horrible place. And I thought I want to be able to help somebody else like me. Because veterans, people with PTSD that that are on all the mainstream antidepressants. Yeah. Because ayahuasca is not available. So I looked into this journey. I've done two years of therapy. I've done all the big pharma antidepressants, yep. and it did nothing. It just made me worse. It just made me numb to everything that was going on. So I thought, if I can document my journey, if people from like my from my army background could see me now, they'll go, "You have changed. You are a completely different person." Yeah. And um, what might surprise you? You never know. One or two of them might have changed too. Yeah, you know, this is a surprise for me. I bumped into some people. I thought, oh no, because this is somebody from my past, and when I was, you know, yeah. violent, taking loads of drugs and partying all the time, and to my surprise, they'd basically gone through the same process. I had. They changed too. Not yeah. everybody, yeah. But, but they had. Yeah. Well, like you say, spiritual awakening normally occurs early forties. Some yeah. some people can call it or oh, maturing or, or midlife crisis. Yeah, midlife the crisis. Shift. Yeah. Yeah. They, they can they can call it all that. The nervous thought, breakdown. Yeah. I mean, I I I I I've known veterans to take their own life after coming out the yeah. army, where they felt as though they had nowhere to turn because mm. they've tried the mm. tried the mainstream stuff. Yeah. And for me, like you say, ayahuasca is not available. But they said there's there's no science behind it but there's only worldwide use there's no science behind it only worldwide use and it's been it's been used in in the amazon for thousands of years um so does it does it help for me yes yeah, i can't me I, I can't recommend it strongly enough 
Mm. Um, but we're not but, encouraging anybody to no, take no, it. No, we're but not. We're, we're, we're not. It's a person, like you say, it's a personal choice. I can only document and, and, and say, look, this is where I was at. This is what I did. And this is where yeah. I'm going. I think what's really important to, to really uh, get this message across and, and drive this home is I was depressed and suicidal, mm. you know, and there's other factors involved, but the ayahuasca was a significant event in my life and it put me back on track. There's other factors, obviously, and meditation was huge, but the ayahuasca was also part of this journey. And would I be alive if I hadn't done it? I don't know. You know, so it's not taken lightly. We're not saying it, we're going there because we're having fun and stuff. We're saying, you know, we're nothing to lose. I didn't have anything to lose. I thought, I cannot shift this sadness. It's been there all my life, you know. Yeah. And that was a significant part, a, a massive part in making that happen. I've got no shame in saying it now because it will be in, in in the book. I, I couldn't ask for help. And I, I, I did the day after, but at that time, I didn't ask for help. I, I, I drank to excess, uh, and I knew my little boy was coming round on Christmas Day. I spent an hour or so with him, knowing that he was going. And then afterwards, I I broke down. I, I cried that I had something inside snapped, because I just thought, this is it. This is... I, I was in a shell of a house. I got mm. I got a house. I had nothing in the house. Um, yeah, you're a man with two homes now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought, that's it. Game over. What's the point? And then it came. Yeah. And it, it, it came in. Um, Help often arrives. You don't know it's there beforehand. You only, you get to the darkest point. And then it appears, you know, you get just what yeah. you need, just when you need it. Well, people, but people can say that, like, like I just said earlier in the interview, that everyone at some point can suffer trauma. Mm -hmm. um, see, like, um, I, I was watching a guy called uh, Jeff Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, martial artist from Coventry Dome. And this is London Real, isn't it? It was. On. He was on an interview with um, Brian, Brian Rose. Rose. Yeah. And. And I thought, what an amazing guy. He, um, like I said, similar backgrounds, fighting, on doors, this, that, and other. And he, he suffered something when he was younger that obviously put him on that path. And then f f for me personally, like I said, something happened way back when. People know about it. And then obviously joining the army on, on top of that. And then for doing that for years and then coming out to nothing. It yeah. was... Job after job, just no, yeah. nothing. Yet. And like, like I said, yeah, I, I, I got married. I had, I had a little boy, but it, I was, I wasn't true to myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I was suffering all the time. I and think this is why what Darren Siegenberg is doing and setting up his foundation is helping people the transition from being shot at yeah. to sit in watching telly with your family at night to, to yeah. make that transition yeah. from being in a highly stressed life or death situation to trying to adapt to normal life mm. a lot of people can't they need they need support and help oh no it's, it's like I tell people and the, the, there's one point in the book it's I, this was when when I was going back to, to Iraq it was oh, I think it was a Tuesday afternoon Wednesday morning we'd been shot at and on the f Friday 
Yeah, the, on the Friday evening, I was in Falmouth Asda shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, I'm going, what, what, what's just what? happened here? It mm. was... They didn't have the dress in your size, <laughs> did they? <laughs> oh, twice, please. <laughs> no, I can't do it anymore. But, sorry, I was interrupting uh, no. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was it was going from that to shopping in Falmouth Asda. And at the time, you don't realise it. It's only till like when you start to slow down and process and go this this is not right and it, it and it does affect you but like i say i'm not taking anything away from police officers or or, or somebody that's had something traumatic done to them it's i think how, how how long you suffer that for do you know what i mean if it happens for mm. once it can have a, a massive impact on your life or if it if it's sustained like year after year after year it's like how much is supposed one one person yeah. supposed to take? The thing is, you can let it go on and on and on and live your life being miserable if you if you don't take your own life, or you can choose the path of the warrior, which is to face it head on and deal with your fears. And that's where ayahuasca, cambo, and certain other plant medicines come in. And it isn't for everybody, but when those are your options, I'll take my chances. You yeah. know, I'll I'll try the ayahuasca and I'll do those I, things. I mean, I got to I a want point. To live. I got to a point where, yes, I have took drugs. People know that I did drink, and it was like I got there, and it was like I got to that point where it's like this is doing me no favors anymore. This is this is this is not the life that I want. It's like it's I I I I, I do deserve for a better path. I do deserve to, you know, I've. Put my time in. I've, I've put put the cards in, and, and yeah, I want to be happy. And everyone should seek out whether it's to do plant medicines or just meditation or, or whatever. People find what works do, for you. Yeah, yeah, find what mm. works exactly. Find mm. what works for you. And yeah. basically, like I just said, this for me was a, a personal journey. Yeah. But if I can teach somebody else, if I can turn to somebody else and say, look, these are the benefits from it. This is this is my journey. Take from it what you will. But if I can just help one person, say out of a room of twenty, I've I've done what I wanted to do. I've just wanted to help somebody. So. Brilliant. I'm going to ask you a question, and it's a loaded question. It's no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> but no, I've got no dresses. <laughs> this is because we talked about this, and somebody had posed this question, and your answer blew me away. So, is the Earth flat or round, Wesley? It doesn't matter what shape the earth is. All I know is it's in trouble. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, mm. because um, it's like no great big secret. It's like there's the, 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 the flat earth theory, there's the, the round earth theory, and it gets talked about a lot. It's like I've looked at the, the idea of a flat earth and sometimes it, it does make it makes a lot of sense to me mm. but all i know is when people go oh where's weird that you read about flat earth and it's all i know is it's in trouble it doesn't matter whether it's round it doesn't matter whether it's flat it's yeah. it's in trouble it's not a conversation i normally get into um but i've looked at it and but i just like the answer to the fact what does that matter let's we've got bigger things to deal with haven't we wesley dyson yes midnight my Fucking good friend. I love you. <laughs> love you too. I love you. And yeah. yeah, I feel very lucky to call you my friend and I'm so glad you did the show with me. Okay. No, no worries. I've absolutely loved it. I'm going to leave with a quote from my book and it's obviously one I wrote. The majority of the quotes in the book I wrote, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, About 90% no. of them. And the quote is simply this. Each time you raise yourself up, invite everybody to come and see the view. Hold the hand and invite them up. Don't lower yourself and match this negative frequency. 
when you evolve and awake spiritually and start to see the world as a beautiful place, which it is, tell other people about it. Show them. Guide them. This has been Midnight McBride, show number 45. You know the script, the website, Midnight McBride, Salford Radio every Monday night, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and the video podcast, which goes out twice a week at the minute, and also then the audio podcast, which is on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and you can buy the book on Amazon in loads of other places, and it's also available in Kindle and audiobook, so that's ACX and Audible.com. Have a beautiful week, and... I'll see you next time. Shalom. Shalom.